Welcome to the Cannabivarum Podcast, the Cannabis Truth Podcast, where the language of cannabis is freely spoken, uncensored, and emphasizes educating the audience in a safe and economic use of this live plant therapy. Whether you're in a supportive state or not, there are facts you should know about the cannabis you want to buy and ingest. It does not come with an FDA stamp of approval yet. Here to explain the language of cannabis in historical, political, and scientific terms is 21st century cannabis shaman, Honey Smith Walls. Hey, my friends, I just wanted to let you know that this is the continuation, part two, if you will, of my conversation with Nurse Bambi, an LPN from Missouri, and she's here to finish our conversation about what the differences are in uh, the cannabis world up there in Missouri, as, uh, as opposed to down here in Florida and what we get to enjoy. So thanks for stepping back into this conversation with us. We had such a good time. Here we go. I have no idea where uh, we left off. And you just caught me in the middle of a puff while I was waiting for you to to, (laughs) to answer. (laughs) So, but please go on and tell us about, you know, we were talking about fear and your mom, even though you know so much about the pharmacology of you know and and, of cannabis and how it affects people and about the body itself as a nurse and yet you can't convince your own mom I I can't and I have tried on numerous occasions and I think that once I, I I nail it down to my mom has diabetes and she's insulin dependent and we've talked about this over and over how we could find her something to help help her with you know her diabetes and with other health issues she has i'm i'm not done trying i'll never be done trying i will continue to talk to her about it whether she likes it or not i mean that's just how it is there are certain topics to avoid at a dinner table. Well, this is not one of them. Hmm. I think it needs to be brought up. I think it needs education needs to be done. And I think breaking the stigma will work with some people, but it, it may not with others. And that's okay. We just have to be okay with that. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of podcasts about cannabis and even Leafly is one of them. Leafly.com, which like you, I really like and admire uh, their information is, is really great. Um, Sometimes I have a disagreement with them, but not very often. And then it's only minor. So because they're, they're uh, becoming a huge, powerful corporation in this cannabis industry. And I, I hope they can stay true to the plant. Oh, me too. I absolutely hope that. I absolutely hope that. And like, like whenever, how, I think I should explain how we even met. Because I got with two of my best friends. (laughs) I got with two of my best friends that are family. We are sisters. You know, we we talk about it. We are all medical card holders. We are all each at a different level in our journey. 
and I think everybody has their own journey when it comes to cannabis. Mm-hmm. Well, You're Cana sisters, we, aren't you? Our Cana sisters. So whenever we made our group on Facebook, I made the group, I named it, you know, we talked about it, I named it, and I thought, oh my goodness, I never looked to see if there was another group named Canna Sisters. Well, <laughs> when I did, I found you. And I was like, oh my gosh, she she's in Florida, but mm-hmm. I embody her. Like everything she talks about, I support everything that this lady is about. And I, I want her with us. I, I want I want her to be a part, you know? And uh, that was what was amazing. It was so wonderful when you reached out to me because the whole reason, and my audience doesn't really know what we're talking about yet, but (laughs) let me tell you, um, we both, Bambi has the Missouri chapter of Cana Sisters on Facebook, and I I have the Florida chapter. (laughs) We didn't know we were breaking off chapters at the time (laughs) no I didn't realize it until you and I talked but it's so wonderful and I was reaching out to women exactly like you with Cana sisters and it's just you know I've got several different little Facebook uh uh pages I've got my little personal page you know that's just on my name and then I've got my business page that's Cannabivarum on Facebook and then I've got my musical page because I've got a band and we play uh, uh, ancient early music from like Mm -hmm. the 12th and 13th century so we've got that little Facebook page for the medieval gypsies and then I started the Cana sisters page looking for you and your sisters and all the other women who I could just have really great conversations with about being women on this planet, about having interest in the cannabis industry as a whole, no matter what you want to do with it, no matter how you utilize it. I want to know how you know, it's affecting your life. And, and and I think Cana Sisters, anybody else out there in Facebook world who wants to start a another state chapter of Cana Sisters and hook up with Bambi and me, please do. Oh, because, absolutely. you know, we need each other. Yes. And education is the key. It when really, we, really is. It really is. When, when me and my girls decided to do this, oh, we had to sit down and think, what, what is our goal here? What, what do we want to do with this? Mm-hmm. Because we want to teach people that it's okay. Your journey is okay. There's no wrong way to use this plant. That's right. There's absolutely no wrong way. And so we thought that we would do like our own, um, ideas and our own discoveries of the different strains and how Uh we felt after we used it what it did to our bodies we were kind of putting ourselves in a little guinea pig situation (laughs) well I think it's wonderful to let uh, your audience be a fly on the wall and watch that process because a lot of us learn by example right absolutely absolutely I'm one of those, I need stuff in black and white, or I need to yeah. watch the video. Yeah. I, I need to see firsthand knowledge of it. 
And I want somebody to hold my hand while I go adventuring off, you know, the cliff. Exactly. Exactly. I will say that I'm more of an indica girl. I am. Explain what that means to our audience. Okay. So when when you get into sativas, that's more of your daytime medication that normally has the abilities to kind of give you energy, make you more creative. Um. Yep, yep, indica, yep, yep. Indicas are more or less kind of like your bedtime meds. Makes you more relaxed, helps you yep. sleep. Um, now, you can also get a hybrid mm. of those two together. That's and right. with the hybrids, you might get some that lean more towards indica, more towards sativas, or you might get one straight down the middle. Good point. For me, I, I like the indicas better because... That was one of the main things I was looking for in my journey, which was I have insomnia. I, mm. I battled it for years now. And so I was looking for something to help me sleep, to come off of sleeping meds, mm. to help me relax, to help me just go to sleep and sleep a full night. So, and was to- How is that possible with four kids? <laughs> it's it's a little hard sometimes. you really needed yeah you really needed help with sleep didn't you I really did and you know two my two youngest the twins both of them are um ADHD and it took me a very long time to even remotely think about pharmaceuticals with them Mm. um and now I'm leaning yeah you just lived with that crazy didn't you Right, right. And so now I'm leaning towards more of a natural approach, trying to with them. Right. Um, especially at bedtime, they get a CBD gummy to go to bed. And what, they sleep ha- what have you night. found? Really? They sleep all night long. So I didn't realize that they were having problems with their sleep, but oh my God, of course they would. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. Honey, how many milligrams? Um, you know, everybody's different, but how many milligrams did you finally find that it takes for them to help them? I give them a, it's, I break it in half. So it's about 12 and a half milligrams of CBD gummy a night. God, I that's practically nothing. Right, right. That's um, incredible. But I also told them, hey, if that 12 and a half don't work, let me know. I will give you a whole one. But, oh my God, that's just wonderful news. I just, I just love hearing a mother, hearing about a mother helping their child because God only knows where the ADHD comes from, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's in the milk that we give them for their cereal. Maybe it's in their cereal. Maybe it's in the corn that we grow. Maybe, you know, God knows where it comes from, but when they get it, they need help for it. And one synthetic drug that compounds other issues is not the right answer no no and my husband has ADD Mm. so it might even come down to hereditary it might you know we just don't really know that's right Uh, and and that was the thing like I was just looking for something more natural to help them sleep melatonin wasn't working anymore because you know sometimes it just did it eventual I mean did it originally melatonin it it did originally have I Um, heard that about melatonin that it will stop working after not very long I don't know I had heard that several times I have too I think it's like any other medication once you use 
a certain dosage or that medication for so long, it will eventually stop working. Either that mm-hmm. dose or that medication. I feel like that sometimes that that may have been what it was. Mm-hmm. And I know some parents with younger kids, I actually saw this firsthand with a mom, um, was giving her kids Benadryl at night. And yeah. I do. I can't do that. I actually saw a kid for um, the histamine, right? That makes you sleepy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I watched the kid have withdrawals off a of Benadryl. Oh yeah, man. And oh, poor things. I don't want, I, I did not want that at Mm-mm. all for my kids. I know what I've seen in my kids. I know that they are sleeping all night and you know, that is so, sleep is so important. It's just, it's so funny to me because, you know, my, my daughter is not just 18 and a senior in high school. She's a 4.0 student. She's valedictorian this year. She's graduating her last week of school this week. Um, she's graduating in a couple of weeks. So, you know, I think that the mentality that, you know, stoner moms are lazy and that we don't our children are going to be too is so wrong because i'm here to prove my honor roll student has a can of mom and i'm proud of that right i am absolutely 100 proud of that furthermore as you should be but furthermore you are a contributing citizen to your community by the services that you perform in your career on a daily basis and then you step out and volunteer as well so i uh, you know I, i'm so glad that you pointed out that uh, those ridiculous propagandized ideas of Absolutely. stoner moms, like you said, and and people who who live by cannabis, by the relief of cannabis, are ne'er do wells, and uh, you know, not upstanding citizens. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely so, so ridiculous. Like, I can't even, it it just makes me upset. And we have, that's the cycle that we have to break. We have to break that somehow, some way. So what, what would you, do you see any flaws in the system in Missouri that you have right now? Oh, absolutely. What do you want to get fixed first? I know that in legislative matters in jefferson city in our capital i mean they're doing a lot with banking um right you know, schedule one I, problem right and i think that's a big issue i think that every state and every town needs to look at decriminalizing the plant i'm so tired of seeing people walk away with five six hundred dollar fines for having a little bit a less than a gram of weed on them like this is crazy to me that's that that's that mentality of uh three strikes and you're out unfortunately that was our president biden's um supporting idea too many years ago i know he's got a lot to make up for uh and hopefully he will hopefully Uh, he will he's you know he's on the right track and seeing all these women 
in his cabinet is real hopeful and impressive for uh, trying to get things, you know, moving and shaking and changing. I love Mamala Kamala and all her her uh, energy. I think too that our education it, it, throughout throughout the U.S. is lacking on the plant. I think that our I, our law enforcement is amazing. I I have utmost respect for law enforcement, but education with them needs to be one of our top priorities. Yeah, and I think just changing the philosophy of our law enforcement. Law enforcement is one thing and and correcting a violent situation is another. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we really need to start giving our 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 police forces the the full human set of tools to deal with every type of human situation they're going to get into absolutely absolutely Um, let's send the psychologist police person in first yeah like and i think that i think that um even though i do love our law enforcement i think that every year they need to be retrained and given an update on how to be human Um, on how yeah with humans and and everything um and and i i would only in my mind i have the hopes and i can't lose my hope that that would help in some way um i i think that that in the state of missouri i think that we need to catch up We're, we're playing catch up with a lot of states um with our medical marijuana program we're not where we should be uh, and, we're and yet there's a lot of people behind you too. They don't even know what's coming their way. I, I think that we are like, we still have dispensaries that aren't even open. And I realized COVID took its hard toll on everyone. I actually lost my aunt in the mm-hmm. beginning of December due to COVID. I'm so sorry. to all your listeners, I am so sorry if you lost someone. I, I promise, mm. I promise it's hard and we're, we're I'm here. Like I, I, I feel your pain. I, I realize it. So I just want to send my condolences out to them. Um, that was so precious of you. And so many people have lost loved ones. Uh, didn't, did you tell me that you're in hospice care now? I did or that you up in hospice for a yeah. long time. And yeah. I love I loved I loved both of them because you know we didn't just have one age group with either one of them either Mm. it was all walks of life I had everywhere in hospice from a baby to 100 years old oh my Um, goodness so and then with home health same thing you know we had pediatrics and we had again up to 100 you know we had geriatrics and that was that was actually, I enjoyed my job and I know I was good at my job. Um, whenever I was diagnosed, this was a big thing. I was diagnosed with Lyme disease and, oh my gosh. Uh, and it took its toll out. Like it had already went to my brain and <gasps> caused me to start having seizures. And, oh, Bambi. and the thing is what makes me mad about that. And a lot of us that ha- still have the lingering effects from what we refer to as chronic Lyme, mm-hmm. but we can't be diagnosed with that. 
because according to all of, you know, the government, that doesn't exist. And I'm going to say firsthand, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Stop the government it. says Lyme disease does not exist? It says chronic Lyme. Oh, chronic Lyme. They see it as oh. an acute as an acute symptom or an acute disease that you can get rid of with antibiotics. Well, Lyme disease is very smart. What that has done is made itself biofilm around it and it hides in our organs. Ooh. And uh, most of the people, what I've read and studies that have actually been done is if you take the brain of an Alzheimer patient and test it, 99% of the time they're going to come back with Lyme disease. I have a close friend whose who's doctors kept saying Alzheimer's and he kept thinking Lyme, it's mm -hmm. Lyme. He right. really felt like it was Lyme disease. And it is. And it affects your body in so many different ways. Yeah. People just don't understand. Mm -hmm. I actually ended up with an essential tremor in my right arm, in my right hand. Yeah. And I did not. That's when I, I stopped with my nursing career. I quote unquote retired um, because I couldn't fulfill the d job that I I wanted to do. Right. Because I, I'm afraid I'm I, might hurt, I might hurt a patient. So yeah. I changed my my ideas and now I'm pouring my brain and my, my everything into, you know, helping patients in a different way. Well, nurse Bambi, <laughs> yeah, you know, you will always I, be I nurse of, Bambi. Won't right? you? I can't get rid of that nurse mind. Like my nurse brain is still You there. never will. That, that oh, was, no. in, that was imprinted on, upon you. You never lose that. You, you are, you are the caretaker and, right. and that's what makes, well, that's why we're always so grateful for any woman that wants to be a nurse of, of, you know, any degree or a caretaker or whatever. Absolutely. It's such hard human work. Absolutely. And, you know, I know that uh, the other thing for me personally is when people talk about high school dropouts and how they're not going to amount to anything. Oh, you dropped out of high school, you know, oh, they just write you off. Well, I'm going to tell you from experience, I quit high school my junior year in October. In December, I had my GED. Oh, my gosh. I worked full-time for a year, and then I went to nursing school. It can be done. It can Honey. be done. Nobody said it was easy, but it can be done. It can be done. Life well, so tell me, did, did uh, using cannabis help your tremors and, uh, and your issues? It does. Um, if I, if I use cannabis, I notice that my tremor goes away. Um, unless I, what I've noticed though is with stativas, it gets me a little bit hyper. And if I'm hyper, then my tremor is worse. So that's why I lean more towards an indica. Indicas, because they're more calming on your system for the right. terpenes and stuff that are in the, inside. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, isn't and that I will interesting? Have to say my favorite strain so far out is gelato. I love gelato. It has done amazing things. Um, 
I can't speak enough highly about that that strain. Um, huh. It's it's just it has it has really changed my like a big outlook on what's out in our dispensaries right now. Okay, and- so so Missouri has dispensaries. Are they mm-hmm. do they have to third party lab test their product for contamination like ours do? Yes. So the cultivation, they send it and have it tested before it goes into the dispensary. I see. Um, I know that they, we, that's something that we are lacking. I, we do not have very many testing facilities in the state. I think we have two. Oh, I could be mistaken, but I think there's only a couple. Mm. Um, and I, very interesting from my experience, I've went to five different dispensaries, just checking them out, uh-huh. checking out their products, everything. Yeah. yeah. And there's only been one that I've been to where the weed was a little subpar, but they have mm. fixed that issue. Okay. They have fixed it um, and made it right with, with everyone. Um, whenever I bought it, I, and what I'm talking about is the weed was not dried. Mm. The, the marijuana was not dried. I actually had to bring it home and cure it myself. Um, I think they, everybody was rushing, rush, rush, rush. Let's get this out to patients, get it out, get it out, get it out. Mm-hmm. And some things were overlooked, mm-hmm. but I think you're, when you're in the beginning stages of that, those things that are overlooked are still crucial, but it's important to fix it. You learn from your mistakes and you fix it. Mm-hmm. When so, the dispensaries, uh, first opened up around me and by the way I'm in Melbourne Florida and there are five dispensaries within three minutes to 20 minutes away from me oh gosh that must be nice my closest dispensary is over an hour see and when it first started down here my first dispensary was over an hour away and I was happy to travel down there and park my car in (laughs) you know in the industrial section of town that scared the shit out of me as an old woman (laughs) and walk across a busy street to this strip mall where there was this little you know uh tiny little office that you could walk into and then these big gorillas would frisk you and and you'd stand Mm -hmm. in a an isolated room where you were locked in while they checked you out and checked your ID and checked your card and made sure you didn't have any guns on you and made you sign three sheets of paper that said you would act like a a responsible (laughs) citizen being that had a mind in your body and not act like a fool coming in there. And then they would finally let you in and call you by your first name, even though you're older than their grandmother. Uh And, um, you know, and then uh, originally... They had a lot of people who wanted to counsel you. Yes. Not sure I'm seeing quite that much counseling going on anymore the way they used to take you in a room and, you know, and sit you down and let you ask all the questions you want until you're, you know, satisfied. But most of the dispensaries around here, if you walk in, you have your own individual, what they call bud tender, which we love our bud tenders. Shout out to our bud tenders. They are usually very, very good. If you have a question about a strain, take it from me. They probably know. Do you have I've to tip them? Questions. No, you don't have to. Do I they have tip jars out? They do some places. Mm-hmm. Some don't, some do. Yeah, down here too. 
I get questions a lot whenever I'm helping patients, which I've spoken so many times about, which is, well, you can't have your medical card and own a gun. Yes. Yes, you can. Yeah. And you can down here too. Right. You're not going to come and take your guns. You can still be a conceal and carry here in the state of Missouri. Um, The only thing it prohibits you from doing is I cannot go to a store and fill out a federal firearms application because it asks. It has that that question on there. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, some people Which is a leading question and a and a and a matter of personal privacy, right? Correct. Correct. You can do whatever you feel comfortable with. That's that's totally up to you. And once you sign that, you're stating that you're violating their restrictive uh legislation right absolutely absolutely um and in it you could be held liable that's that's the thing you and that's the problem right right what the again legislation without knowledge because what should be happening is that every person that ever goes into any kind of gun store should first have a puff of uh cannabis (laughs) uh you know before they ever hit the gun shops Right, right. To settle that testosterone down. <laughs> I own, we, here at my house, my husband and I, we both own several firearms. We are avid deer hunters during November, which, I mean, that isn't everybody's cup of tea, but that puts food on our table. Right. Uh, and I, I've never, ever encountered an issue ever, and I will not. Um, because the one thing that Missouri did do is there's not a database yet where a law enforcement officer can look up whether you are a card holder. Yeah. You would have to physically tell them. All this is just ridiculous. All this, all this legislation is going to eventually, you know, get tossed out the window when people realize when the majority of people realize (laughs) Absolutely. And we got a lot of work to do, Miss Bambi. We do. We do. And I know there's been several um, women here in in Missouri that have have wrote to their lawmakers in Washington, D.C. They returned a letter saying, thank you for contacting me, but I don't have your point of view on medical marijuana or or recreational marijuana. And when are they going to stop and actually listen to the people that they represent? Um, well, see, I think they're in the pockets of oh, absolutely. big corporations. So when big corporation finally is outlawed from putting money in those pockets is when he's going to stop. And I think big pharma plays a big part of that too. And cotton and petroleum and, you know, alcohol and sugar and all of the big corporations absolutely and and they play they're playing they're straddling both sides of the fence because you know uh uh wine companies are wanting to add um cannabis to the grape oh Uh uh-huh did you know they're making a tampon with thc in it i 
actually had heard something about that. And Whoopi I Goldberg. Yeah, I, I was, I knew it was by a celebrity that had mm-hmm. been talking about it. Um, I could see the benefits from that. Hell yes. So I asked my gynecologist cannabis specialist, doctor friend, Dr. Janester Wilson King, who is an OBGYN, if that would, if I could do a do-it-yourself tampon Mm -hmm. with THC. And she said, well, yeah, if it's clean THC, you know, if you got it from a dispensary, then it was clean. Yeah. I could you wouldn't want to put a concentrated <laughs> THC up your what what if it, it had concent- <laughs> if it had concentrated poisonous contamination in it as well. No. But as long as you're using a, a, a clean, non-contaminated cannabis product, that yes, you could do a do-it-yourself tampon with. Uh, uh, cannabis goo on it or however you wanted to you know it seems to me that it would be best to use like an RSO type of goo mm. or something that had the consistency of RSO not that strong but the consistency so that it would stay on the you know the top of the tampon and not absorb uh-huh. while it's shoved up your what what I've also heard of a THC-infused enema. Maybe for a comatose person. Right. Or somebody who, you know, is having issues with vomiting. Yes, yes. And I could see the benefits to a lot of the the different products that they're going to be bringing out. I mean, I went to a uh, Canafam camp last year and infused lubrication. Um, oh, make me squeal. Some of it you put inside your belly button. <gasps> Ain't that and, interesting? And it absorbs inside your belly button. Um, oh, gosh. I... Wine. Yeah, uh-huh. it was, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> okay, so now I follow Dr. Dustin Sulak. S-U-L-A-K. He's a doctor of osteopathy and um, he has a program called healer.com. H-E-A-L-E-R for my audience who's interested. Now, he's, he's a clinician up in Maine and he's got this cannabis, fabulous cannabis course too. Um, and uh, you can find all about that at his, his site at healer.com. I say that now because I want every woman on the planet who's interested in getting into the cannabis industry in some form or fashion to be helpful to educate like you and I are doing to utilize his course because it's so good. His and, oh, I'm glad you've been there. I hear your babies. Absolutely. Wake <laughs> up for a second. <laughs> Bambi's got a, a pack of four, I believe you told me, right? Yeah. And I've yeah. got a pack of five. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> So anyway, Dr. Sulak is uh, working in the acidic form of cannabis in the uh, instead of, um, you know, the decarboxylated form, for instance, when you would um, feel the high from marijuana, he's using the acidic form instead of THC. He's using THCA. 
And guess mm-hmm. what happens in the acidic forms, our dear audience? You don't get high. And so that is a, and it's a little, it's, if not as powerful, even a little more powerful, I'm understanding. So I am, I'm very interested in the work that he's doing because so many of our old farts down here in Florida are terrified of the high. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And if we can figure out a way to give them as much THC as they need without the fear of getting so high that they fall, that's their real underlying fear. Because when you get older, you you can, you know, your life can change overnight if you take a fall. Falling means breaking things. Falling means breaking things. Nobody wants to break anything. Mm -mm. And I think everybody's looking for that little something that Mm -hmm. they can get away with. Um, I know right now, one of the big things that people are talking about in Missouri is Delta 8. I personally do do not like Delta 8. Um, And we are still getting a lot of shops that are carrying Delta 8 rated. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see what's going to happen with Delta 8. I don't trust it. I don't trust what's happening here. I, my, my whole theory behind it in my science brain is cannabis is the plant. And it's natural, everything where Delta 8 has a lot more stuff added to it that makes it a, more unnatural. And I'm just, I'm not about that kind of thing. And, you know... People have talked about it making you feel like you're on a wine drunk. Well, I don't know about anybody else, but wine the next day, I have a horrible, horrible headache. And I just don't want that for myself. And again, again, with the 14-year-old little boy attitude of let's get drunk. Right. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't need to get drunk no, to feel no. better. Right, right. Because you're going to, one way or another, you're probably going to pay for that drunk, whether it be oh, mama, a hangover. You know it is. My, my, my happy drunk is champagne. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I get a serious, with all that sugar, I get a serious headache with that. <laughs> but, uh, but I never get a headache with uh, cannabis. Yeah, so. I think that Delta 8 is not the natural form. I, 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 I think I it's a ploy. I think it. It, yeah, I think it's a ploy just to get around the uh, logistics of legislation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was an incident here that I, I want to talk about for your audience in case I ever get put in this situation. Tell me. Teachers, you know, we can't, no matter what kind of parent you are, you can't always be in control of your kids, even though we all want to. Right. Um, so there was an incident. Um, I hear my niece in there. This is about her. She knows I'm getting ready to talk Uh-oh. about her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their little ears perk right up when they when uh-huh. they hear their story, don't they? They do. <laughs> so a few months ago, she was in class and one of her friends had a vape. And he knew that he had been vaping in the boys' bathroom, and they were getting ready to search all the boys that had been in the bathroom. Uh. So he asked her, can you hold this vape? (sighs) And, of course, said... Ageless story, isn't it? "Uh Uh-huh. What is in it? 
and oh no it's it's just it's just a vape it's just a vape no big deal so she held it and of course she's gotten lectured about oh we don't do that <laughs> right um but she held it for her friend thinking she was being a good friend yeah well later during the day she gave it to another one of his buddies one of his best friends uh-huh. who ended up getting busted with it oh god and well it still came back to her because they of course she gave it to him right um what the school was trying to claim was that it had marijuana in it and um it really made me mad because i'm like okay so they tried to suspend my niece for upwards of 90 days they were trying to call it trafficking in oh my school God. because she handed it off to someone and i called the school and informed them unless you are willing to send that to a state lab you're not going to prove to me that that was not over the counter cbd delta eight something that sold over or the cigarette counter. oil yeah and what they all they went by was the smell okay well for me cbd can smell like because it was wax cbd wax can smell like marijuana cbd wax yes is cannabis and all cannabis smells like cannabis exactly that's sold over the counter yeah yes legal in all 50 yeah it was not legal for her age group but whenever i called to tell them okay look Either you're going to send that to a state lab or you and I are going to have issues because you can't prove it. Needless to say, we got a phone call back stating that it was over the counter and that she could come back to school for one day of in-school suspension for carrying the vape. So parents, if you ever get in that situation, (sighs) fight for your kids. I mean... Obviously, they, you know, they did it wrong. I'm not saying it was right, but you can't let the schools run you over. Yeah, we just had a teacher down here. I went to the school board meeting for the Brevard County Schools, and I I, I wasn't there for the um, cannabis issue. I was there for the Equality Florida, the LGBTQ uh, issue for uh, the trans kids that were, oh God, it's a long story, but uh, suffice it to say, the second issue on the uh, agenda that night was the Brevard County uh, school teacher who got harassed by an eighth grader, pushed down a flight of stairs, was hurt, pressed no charges against the eighth grader, but had back issues from the fall and the injury, tried to get workman's comp. They uh, realized that she was a medical, illegal Florida medical marijuana patient, and they fired her on the spot. And now... That decision was completely arbitrary. They 
they kept trying to say that it was because of the schedule one blah 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 and you know all of that it's still a federally illegal schedule one substance and although florida uh children do have the right to have medical cannabis at school florida teachers do not and four times uh one of the school board members tried to give them uh four different options other than firing her mm-hmm. and they voted to fire her still So it was all arbitrary. They could have done four other things than fire her, but they did not. They fired her instead. And that's what just fractures me. Our legislators are legislating without knowledge. And they're, they're doing, again, more damage than, than, than their itty bitty minds can conceive. Absolutely. You know, we've got to put protections on our children, on the employees. I mean, this teacher was probably an amazing. She was. She had awards for being an amazing teacher. And yet a plant. So, yeah. Yeah. That is just it. We've got we've got to do better. That's just it. Bottom line, we have to do better. And that's what you and I are doing. We're doing better. (laughs) absolutely absolutely Miss Bambi I want to thank you so much for such a wonderful conversation and I'm gonna beg you to come back again real soon absolutely I'd love to invite your Cana your other Cana sisters and and hear their stories and I want to encourage you and the sisters to continue your very very important work you're so important to our industry and to um and to enjoy all that you're doing And to accept my thanks and gratitude for all that you do as well. Oh, thank you so much. And we appreciate you and your audience so much. And just keep on doing what you're doing. And everybody, let's do better. Miss Bambi, tell our audience how they can get in touch with you, please. Absolutely. They can reach me on Canna Sisters on Facebook. Or they can look me up on Facebook. It's Bambi Strickland Holtz. Um, and that's H-O-L-T-Z. And correct. And Bambi is my true first name. I promise. My mother named me that. I don't know why. But she did. <laughs> and it ends in I. B-A-M-B-I. Correct. That's correct. right. Bambi Strickland Holtz. So yes. thank you so much, Miss Bambi. I'm I'm just crazy about you. And uh, pass along all this Florida love to your sisters. And we'll I talk will. again real soon. What do you say? All right. Thank you so much. All right, honey. Bye-bye. All right. You've been listening to another Cannabivarum podcast with 21st century cannabis shaman, Honey Smith Walls, about how to use safe hemp and marijuana products. Please be advised that all street weed is contaminated. Unless otherwise proven by a reputable third-party lab test, it may do grave harm to a patient with a delicate immune system. You'll find medical citations on the Cannabivarum podcast blog at cannabivarum.com. 
That's how you prove the veracity of statements made in each episode and also find resources for your cannabis edification and entertainment. Please share this news with your friends and family and find everything you heard today and more at cannabaverum.com. That's C-A-N-N-A-B-A-V-E-R-U-M dot com.